Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win it. Riding solo today as we gear up for tip-off between the Bucks and Grizzlies. That one is at 7 p.m. Central Time. Uh, the preseason is going to begin, so we are really excited about that. Uh, as always, you can find me on this show Monday to Friday, uh, wherever you get your podcast, but also now on YouTube. And we thank you guys for making Locked On Bucks your first listen of every single day. I've been updating everyone on the sus- subscribers as we continue to roll through. And uh, we're up around 650 now. I've mentioned this. I'm going to keep reading those numbers out because I want it to keep building. We're on the road to 1,000 subscribers, so we are certainly excited about that. Uh, you can get Locked On Bucks free wherever you get your podcasts. And, of course, now on YouTube, as I already mentioned. So interesting day for the Bucks here because – We mentioned on yesterday's show that Bobby Portis potentially suffered a hamstring injury. We were a little bit concerned about what that meant uh, for the Bucs heading into this uh, first preseason game. So we have the injury report. Let me pull it up on the screen here, and you will be able to see uh, what we're looking at. So we'll start with the Grizzlies. Dylan Brooks, uh, he's not playing. Right thigh soreness. Uh, Sean McDermott uh, with the... What's he got there? Right patella tendonitis. Uh, so that he won't be playing. Sam Merrill, no revenge game. Sam Merrill won't be out on the floor. He's suffering from a left ankle sprain. And then uh, Killian Tilly uh, is out with back soreness. But let's get to the Bucks because this is where the intrigue is. So we know Dante DiVincenzo, he's out with left ankle surgery. Giannis is out with left knee soreness. No surprise there. But then we get to some of the names that maybe we weren't expecting to see on here. Maybe you were. Bobby Portis is out with a left hamstring strain. Uh, the word strain in there is a little bit concerning to me. I'll come back to that. Sam Semi Ojale is out with a left calf strain. Chris Middleton, bilateral hamstring soreness, he's out. And Rodney Hood is out with right mid-fit, uh, mid-foot soreness as well. So a lot of guys out. So as far as Bobby Portis is concerned, as I mentioned, the fact that it's a sprain. So he left the scrimmage early and there was the indication that he felt something in his hamstring. So you, you say, okay, well, is that a little bit of hamstring awareness? Was it just a twinge? Maybe it was a cramp. Maybe they were being overcautious. The fact it does say a strain there is a little bit of a concern. We'll find out more when we get a chance to speak to Mark Boone and Holes at pregame. But generally with a hamstring strain, and this is, again, I don't have any knowledge. This is just what we know. When we see hamstring strains, uh, it, it can become a at least a two-week injury, sometimes more. So we'll see. Uh, again, maybe they're being overly cautious with Bobby. It's the preseason. Maybe we'll see him in preseason action, but it certainly does at least open the possibility that he won't play in the preseason. So we'll see. We'll see how this pans out. We'll cross our fingers and hope for the best. But what it does do is open up the possibilities for some some interesting lineups that the Bucs are going to run in this game. So we've spoke a lot about the big man department and 
the fact that maybe there's certainly some feeling out there that the Bucks might t- need to add another big body, another big man. I'm not 100% in that camp, particularly for the start of the season. I'm not that worried about it. But in this game, when you've got no Giannis, uh, Bobby Portis isn't going to be playing as well. You say, okay, well, who's going to to start? Brook Lopez, unfortunately, the guy that always plays in these games. And uh, my friend, good friend back in Milwaukee, Andy Mitchell tweeted this actually at me and he said, Brook Lopez always plays these games. And if you think to all the funny lineup games that the Bucks have had over the years, that game in Atlanta where Bonzi Colson played big minutes, Timmy Frazier, 53 minutes in that game, the famous game, Brook Lopez played. I, at, at that point, he was actually on pace for 82 games. Of course, he missed the last game of the season and he only played 81. But yeah, Brook's always the guy that plays. Uh, he's been pretty resilient and and knock on wood, he stays that way. You guys know how I feel about Brook Lopez. I think he's so important to this team. But you're still going to have Brook out there. You're not going to want to play him big minutes. Semi Ojale is not playing either. So that was another guy that we thought was going to crack into that rotation. So does it open the door for Sandro? Sam, Sandro Mamu Kalashvili. And I will say, we had a YouTube uh, listener who got in the comments and said, uh, rather than calling him Mamu, it reminded him a little bit of Giannis's rookie season where everyone just called him Giannis because they couldn't be bothered saying his name. So, uh, look, I get that. I personally just think Mamu is a cool nickname, but I can say Sandro Mamu Kalashvili. It's actually not that hard to say, so we can go with that. So Mamu Kalashvili, I think, is a chance to get some significant minutes in the preseason. If I had to pick a starting lineup, if I had to project a starting lineup right now, and this is just my thoughts, so you can let me know in the comments, uh, either on Twitter if you're listening uh, via your usual podcast platform at Kane Pittman, or you can get me uh, on YouTube here in the YouTube comments. If I had to project a starting lineup for tomorrow, so Drew Holiday starting at the point, Brooke Lopez starting at the five. Seems fair enough. I think Grayson Allen's going to start at the two. Grayson, I think, is going to start the season in, in that position anyway. I think he's the obvious choice to replace Dante DiVincenzo as he continues his recovery. I think this is where it gets interesting because we we have seen in the past that Bud, has, with certain players, likes to keep them in a bench role. Now, I know it's only the preseason, but Pat Connaughton has been a pretty important player for this team. I might be wrong, but I think he might stay in the bench role. George Hill, I think, is definitely going to stay in the bench role. So if I had to guess, and this is just a guess, I think you're going to see Jordan Wara start tomorrow at the three. And I think you're going to see Thanasis. I think we're getting some Thanasty minutes. I think Thanasis is going to start at the four. And uh, again, just a guess. I think we're going with Drew Holiday, Grayson Allen, Jordan Wara, Thanasis, and Brooke. That's my prediction. Let me know what you think. We haven't got long to find out before this game tips off, as I said, 7 p.m. Central time anyway. But uh, I'm excited for it. I'm excited for preseason basketball. I was watching some preseason basketball tonight here at home uh, while I was working, and I really enjoyed it. So I asked you guys, though, on Twitter, and if you follow me on Twitter, at Kane Pittman, you may have seen this tweet. I said, you guys let me know what you're looking forward to now. You know who's playing? You know who's not playing? What are you looking forward to from this preseason interview? You guys had some great answers, so I'm going to hit on a few of those topics and some of my own thoughts after I talk about the Sleeper app. And I've been letting you guys know about Sleeper for a little while here. I I don't play fantasy basketball typically because I kind of get over it. I I get over the daily grind of having to pick this team, pick this player, change my lineup. This guy's late. uh, Withdrawal from the team. You have to change it. It's, It's just too much for me. But in 2018, the fantasy sports experts at Sleeper 
realized that fantasy basketball was broken. Games were being won and lost based on whose players had more scheduled games that week. It made no sense and required very little strategy. So in 2020, Sleeper released a brand new way of playing fantasy basketball. It's called Game Pick, and it's only available on Sleeper. In Game Pick, owners pick a single game per week for each starter to count towards their team's total score, ensuring the even number of games played between opponents. Uh, that means the days of losing because your opponent's player simply had more scheduled games to play in that week are over. Sleeper cracked the fantasy basketball code. If you play fantasy basketball, if you prefer building out a weekly strategy versus daily busy work, you're going to love game picks. Download the Sleeper app and start a league with your friends today. Uh, you will not be uh, disappointed at all. And uh, then what about our friends at DirecTV Stream? Does this sound familiar, guys? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone and you've got your neighbor's best friends log in for the good stuff. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream and it brings you live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in the one place. That means no more juggling remotes and no need to buy another device ever again. The best part, there's no annual contract, so get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. So as we get back into it here, I mentioned you guys sent me some tweets and this is what I do when I go solo. You guys tell me what you want me to talk about and I'll bring it up on the show. So let's, let's go to a couple of tweets here uh, in terms of what you guys are looking forward to. So Josie Mars at Josephine Mars 42 so Thanasis brings more energy than a preseason game has ever seen before. So I think we can guarantee that. If there's one thing that we can guarantee heading into this preseason game, it's the fact that Thanasis is going to be completely off the chain. He's going to be so excited, first game of the season. Giannis will probably be there on the bench cheering him on and carrying on and, and certainly not looking after that knee, that's for sure. On a serious note, though, one thing I am looking forward to seeing with Thanasis, I think this is the next progression for him that I think would make him more playable. I think it would put Mike Budenholzer in a position where he could trust him a little bit more. Can he defend without fouling? Because we love the passion. We love how excited he gets, but he's an absolute foul machine. And so when it came to the postseason, we saw that Bud would play him for the last possession of a quarter, and he'd have enough trust to see if he can come up with one defensive play. We saw him do that up against uh, Kyrie Irving, where he, he kind of got cooked, but then recovered and got the block shot as well. He went absolutely nuts. Uh, we saw that on a couple of occasions where he was able to pull up those or pull off those big plays. So, yeah, that's that's honestly one thing I'm looking for from Tenassus this season. Can he defend without fouling? Uh, if he can. Again, he makes himself more playable, despite the fact I do think it's going to be difficult for him to get minutes in this rotation. But Thanasis, let's see if you can see if you can get those those fouls per 30, 36 minutes down. Let's get those fouling, fouls down while maintaining that enthusiasm and aggression that we all love. Uh, next tweet, uh, DJ Bob says, War a defense watch. So on media day, and everyone laughed at this, because it was genuinely funny. Drew Holiday made a, a quip about basically Jordan Warren never passing the ball. He had a really impressive Olympic campaign. He's been impressive when he's got the chance in games where the lineups are compromised. The Bucs haven't had a lot of players out there. 
garbage time, he's got buckets. There's no doubt about that. I don't question the fact whether Jordan Laura can score. In fact, no one should at this point. He could probably, if you played him 20 minutes a night, he'd probably get double-digit points. I, I, I think that that would be realistic because he's not shy and he will take those shots. But I think the defense is, is what's going to allow him to play. If he becomes a player where, similar to Thanasis really, if he becomes a player where you can actually have him out on the floor in your defensive scheme, regardless of what that is, whether it, you are playing drop coverage, whether you're switching. If he's a guy that you don't feel like he's just going to get cooked every single time he's out there, then I think that I think that he, he will be able to play because we've seen a number of guys like this before with Bud where maybe the offense isn't as good as the next guy, but if defensively they can hold up, then this Bucks team feels confident that they have enough contributors offensively that they, they, they don't need to find excuses to put Jordan Wara on the floor to score because they've got guys that can do that. A Pat Connaughton, for instance, who really is in the way of Jordan Wara at the moment. And you think about the difference between Pat Connaughton and Jordan Wara. Well, Jordan clearly is a more talented scorer. He can score in a variety of different ways that Pat can't really. But Pat's just a, a spot-up shooter. He'll shoot threes at a decent clip and he'll defend. He's not a perfect defender, We'll talk all, all season long about the fact that sometimes he overcommits, certainly those blocks where block attempts where he ends up in the second or third row, but he's a more consistent defender and more committed defender than what Jordan Wara has been at this point. I don't think that that's an unfair criti- criticism of Jordan Wara. It's only in his second season in the league. Uh, from what we've learned uh, over the last few months, he was carrying some, some niggles, some injuries last year as well. So again, not, it's not really a criticism of Jordan Wara, but that's clearly the next step that he has to make. And then on offense, as much as Drew Holiday's joking about it, I would like to see him pass the ball. Let's see if he can get some assists. I was always making jokes about Bryn Forbes last year that he didn't know how to pass the ball or whenever he got an assist, it was a, it was a big deal. So yeah, let's see some of that from Jordan Wara. That would be fun to see. Uh, this last tweet here that I've got, Dakota Smith says, uh, well, obviously it would be Mamu. So Sandro, Mamu really. Lots of excitement around Sandro. I don't think that he's going to play a lot this season for obvious reasons. But if there is a situation like this where some minutes open up and he impresses during preseason with the opportunities that I think he's clearly going to get, he at least then shows the coaching staff, shows Bud and his teammates that, yeah, he can, he can be a contributor. One of the conversations I've been having with Eric Name and Frank and all the all the crew that I, I chat with there on a daily basis, Mitchell Mara, Dean Maniart, what position is Mamu? Is he a four? Is he a five? I don't really know. And I think defensively in the modern NBA, the biggest question mark is if you're a big guy, which he is, 6'10", are you quick enough to defend the small ball fours that you see? And you know, just for instance, you go up against a Boston and Jason Tatum's playing the four. But are you big enough to defend the fives? Now, I think it's less of a problem when you play up because there aren't too many traditional big men we know Brooke Lopez is needed when you're playing a, a Nikola Jokic or a Joel Embiid. But most of the time, your big man can can get away. But Brooke Lopez isn't out on the perimeter too often. So I think that that's easier to, do, to play up. But could Sandro play at the four? I think that would be an intriguing option. Is his three-point shot real? Pretty inconsistent from what we've seen so far, I would say. I know he hit a three in the scrimmage. He hit a couple in summer league, but you never really felt like he was knocking him down. So is that real? 
I think the one thing that we've seen has been really impressive to me has been his passing ability and his ability to put the ball on the floor. Now, can he do that against NBA caliber opposition? I don't know. Summer League, you can get away with that kind of stuff. But what's he going to be able to do in the preseason? Without Giannis on the floor, I think there is some interesting minutes to be had here for Mamu Kalashvili. So we will see uh, what he brings to the table. But I agree with Dakota. He's one guy that I am uh, certainly... Uh, interested in seeing what he can bring to the table. Uh, I want to talk about the aspect of preseason and how, depending on where your team is in the contending window, how it changes your perspective of the preseason. I'm going to get to that in just a second. Before I do, we've got a new sponsor of the podcast, Shopify. Uh, Shopify gives entrepreneurs the resources once reserved for big business. So upstart startups and established businesses alike can sell everywhere, synchronize online and in-person sales, and effortlessly stay informed. Scaling your business is a journey of endless possibilities. Uh, So, uh, I I mean, I can't recommend Shopify enough. Reach customers online and across social networks with an ever-growing suite of channel integrations and apps, including Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest, and more gain insights as you grow with detailed reporting of conversion rates, profit margins, and beyond more than a store. Shopify grows with you. This is Possibility powered by Shopify. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA. That's all lowercase for a free 14-day trial and get full access to Shopify's entire suite of features. Grow your business with Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash locked on NBA right now. That's shopify.com slash locked on NBA, and then while you're on the computer anyway, you may as well go to betonline.ag because football's back and BetOnline is back, better than ever. All eyes are on the gridiron as teams are back for another football season. As always, BetOnline is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. With a new updated site and interface, even more odds, props, and contests, BetOnline continues to be the number one source for everything football. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Don't forget to use our promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From football, boxing, basketball, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, they've got it all. That's BetOnline where the game starts. All right, let's keep it rolling here on Locked on Bucks. As always, we thank you for making Locked on Bucks your first listener of every single day. You can get it free wherever you get your podcast. And of course, now on YouTube, like I said, 650 subscribers. We're trying to get to 1,000 in the next week or so. So help us out. Jump on at Locked on Bucks on YouTube. Chuck us a subscription and uh, we would very much appreciate it. If you're new to the show, Monday to Friday, post-game pods are always the most fun, and they're back tomorrow. Frank's back with me after the Memphis game. We're going to wrap it all up, which is going to be uh, exciting. It feels like just yesterday we were doing the Game 6 post-game pod of the NBA Finals as the Bucks won the championship, uh, but we will be back uh, for this one. So preseason is interesting to me, and someone asked me this question, and what do you look for in preseason? I said, well, it depends. It changes. Now, when you look at the Milwaukee Bucks and when you're a contending team, which is still kind of new for us covering this team, we're a couple of years into it. But I remember back four or five years ago, preseason was really exciting because you wanted to see Giannis play. You wanted to have a good look at him and say, okay, where has he improved? What has he added to his game? What type of player is he going to be this year? What's the ceiling for Giannis? Along with other players. Oh, Greg Monroe's come to the Bucks. What's he going to bring? Eric Bledsoe, can he take a step this season? It's not so much the case anymore. Because your, your mindset shifts from 
which player can move into the star category, which when you're not a contender, you need stars to move into that bracket. So that's what you're trying to see. Now for the Bucks, it's which role player can complement those guys the best. Which role player can complement the stars? So unfortunately in this game against Memphis, we're not going to see uh, Rodney Hood. We're not going to see Semi Ojale. A couple of guys that I think there's a lot of intrigue around. But we're still going to see Grayson Allen. We are still going to see Mamu Kalashvili, as I mentioned a couple of times on this pod. Uh, you know, Tanasas will probably get some minutes. George Hill might get his first minutes on the court if he plays. So there's still enough question marks for me to carry intrigue into this preseason, but it just changes because with your stars now, you're almost fine with them not playing. Like if you ask me, I'm fine with Giannis resting and recovering and making sure he's right for the regular season. I don't really need to see him in the preseason. If he plays, cool. But I don't, I don't, he doesn't need to prove anything to anyone anymore. So it's just a different mindset uh, when it comes to the preseason. So that's my take. I don't know how you guys feel on it. I'm still excited to see, but I'm excited to see role players, young players, rather than whether guys can take the next step to superstardom, which I think is the the big differential when it's a contending team uh, versus a team that's trying to make that next step. So before we wrap it up, I do have to mention, we've been asking about the radio broadcast. Who's going to be the play-by-play caller? What are the Bucks going to do? Well, we did have an announcement today. Our friend... Obviously, huge part of what this podcast is and what the podcast has become. Eric Name, he's going to be doing some some analyst work with the Bucks Radio Network during the preseason. And Gabe Neitzel is going to be doing the play-by-play. Uh, he's from ESPN Milwaukee. He's done play-by-play before with, with various sports. Uh, he's also done ESPN national radio as well. I'm a little bit biased because I'm friends with both of these guys, but I love it. I'm excited for them. I'm going to be tuning in on the audio league pass to to support them and hear how they go. Uh, it is only just for the preseason. We will find out who's taking the play-by-play role in full. And I would guess Eric probably doesn't have enough time to be writing for The Athletic and giving us uh, his fantastic stories on top of doing the radio stuff. But nonetheless, very cool for them. I'm happy. I'm a proud friend of those two guys. And I will say this. I mean, it's good for Gabe because, as I mentioned, he's done some national radio stuff before with ESPN. And I know that he's done shows with Ryan Hollands before, which I think is probably pretty good preparation to sit in the booth with Eric, Ryan Hollands and Eric, um, both into the hot take. So uh, good for Gabe. He should be well prepared to deal with Eric there uh, as they as they get into the season. So I just had to throw that shot there. I couldn't help myself. But let's wrap it up. Short show today, uh, preseason. This game only a few hours away. Like I said, make sure you check it out. Frank and myself with the post-game pod will be wrapping it all up. Hit us up with your takes either in the YouTube comments, on Twitter, me. You can get me at Kane Pittman. Remember to subscribe. I'm going to keep asking you. I'm going to be a massive pain in the ass doing that. Uh, but we really appreciate the support uh, for myself, Kane Pittman. We'll catch you tomorrow night after the game.